Hello, and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle podcast. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you're going to hear actionable and practical tips and strategies to live your absolute best life as a Christian. I want to thank you again for taking your time to listen to this podcast. And so let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. Everyone in the world has a philosophy of life. And while there are thousands of variant philosophies, they can be boiled down to just two, the world's and the Christian's. The philosophy of this world is, my life is my own to live as I please. This is a man-centered and self-centered view of existence. The philosophy of the Christian, however, is, my life is God's to do as He wills. This is a God-centered view of existence. You see, these two philosophies are directly opposed to one another and can never be compatible. It's not a two-sided coin, but rather two absolutely different currencies altogether. No person will ever understand the Christian philosophy of life until he comes to the point of accepting Christ as the Son of God, the Bible as a standard of all authority, and to give himself over to both. The character promoted by the world system is known as worldliness, whereas godliness is the one that's promoted by the Bible. Worldliness is loving the world, the present age, and its values and is contrary to the love of God. In this context, worldliness is identified as the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. It is this present evil age over which the evil one rules. Worldliness is walking according to the course of this world, submitting to the prince of the power of the air, and is characterized by disobedience to God. Worldliness defiles, it corrupts, and it destroys. Worldliness is attractive. And it's enticing. It promises pleasure, excitement, fun, and fulfillment. And so how can we overcome worldliness every day as Christians? Well, there's some good news. God's not left us alone to figure this out. Overcoming worldliness begins in the innermost part of ourselves, the core of our being, our hearts. It's in Proverbs 4.23 that we read, Guard thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And so we know those areas of our lives in which we are most greatly tempted, we need to stay clear of. Avoid going to those exciting places, whether it be cities or parties, some TV shows, or even some places on the internet, which you know will pull you toward sin. You may have close friends or associates who are frequently putting temptations before you. Avoid being with those type of people who will pressure you to sin, and avoid those situations altogether. Like Joseph, if you find yourself in those circumstances, flee, run for your eternal life. Get far away as quickly as possible. And then also commune with God every day. Worship Him every time you can assemble with the saints. Let His Holy Spirit instruct and lead you through this world. Talk to Him daily in your prayers. Another way of overcoming worldliness is to set your mind on the proper things above, on Jesus and on heaven. Remember, what He did for you to obtain the forgiveness of sins that you've obtained. Remember the death to sin you experienced when you were baptized into Christ, and the life that you live now as it belongs to Him. Remember the wrath of God is going to come on those who are disobedient. Put off the characteristics of the old man of sin, and put on the characteristics of the new man of righteousness, which is patterned after Jesus. But we also need to be putting on the full armor of God so that we are able to stand firmly against the schemes of the devil. 
we need to be fortified with truth, active righteousness, a confident knowledge of the gospel of Christ, a shield of faith, a helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You see, God's grace, which has brought salvation to all men, teaches us to diligently reject everything that does not put God first, all unwholesome worldly attractions and enticements, and to live with good judgment, making a right relationship with God as our number one priority in this life. We look forward with eager anticipation to our home in heaven. And so become more and more like Jesus. Don't let the sinful world pour you into its mold, but you rather be transformed into the very image of Jesus Christ. When Jesus was in this world, he was not of the world. He did not depend on the world or its values. Jesus sent his apostles into all the world, and subsequently he sent all his disciples into the world to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We cannot teach the gospel and act as lights in the world by remaining isolated from all those who are not Christians. Rather, Jesus wants his disciples to be in the world but not of the world, not submitting to the evil one, not adopting the values of the world. And so it is as a ship is expected to be in the ocean, but if the ocean gets into the ship, there is big trouble, certain destruction. Our continued faithfulness in keeping God's commandments will keep on giving us a victory in overcoming the world every day. Thank you for listening to this podcast and sharing it with those that you love. And until next time, may God continue to protect you and keep you safe, and may you seek Him in all things. God bless.